This week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast is brought to you by listeners like you. Head on over to patreon.com slash run, eat, drink podcast and subscribe today. Fans, founders, and insiders like you help us keep the Run, Eat, Drink podcast going. And we thank you for your support. This is Mike Rallman from the Be Our Guest podcast. And you're listening to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. Welcome to the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We feature destination races from across the country. And after the race, we take you on a tour of the best local food and beverage to celebrate. So whether you are an elite runner or a back of the packer like us, you'll know the best places to accomplish, explore, and indulge on your next runcation. Hey, welcome to episode 126 of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast, and I'm your host, Amy. And I am your co-host, Dana. So happy to be in front of the mic with you again, my friend and husband. I am, I'm happy and to be here, too. running partner. <laughs> yeah, uh, not today, though. Um, I got well, hardcore rained out today with the I mean, we'll get to insane that. monsoons we have. Yeah, yeah. But no, it is great to be back for yet another week of the show, and I'm so excited because we actually get to talk a little bit about some travel again. Yes, we get to flash back. Like, whenever we have the opportunity to travel in the current situation. The climate. The climate, the current status, if you will. Yes. Then... We have to kind of store it up and then deliver it over a couple of episodes so that we can relive the travel right along with you. Yeah, we spent three days at Disney and we could talk about it for probably as long as we were there. Oh, yeah. But we respect your time and we want to make sure that we're giving you just the best of the best. Well, yes, we, we, we talked about the Epcot Food and Wine Festival or the taste of the Epcot Food and Wine Festival as it's branded so much this year. You know, I didn't notice that until after we did the show last week and I was looking back and I realized they've changed the branding. Yeah, because it's not as many booths. Right. Food booths. And I don't know if they'll add to them as as we go forward in these uncertain times. I don't think that I missed... In term, missed out in terms of the quantity of the booths that they had. I think they had quite a lot to offer. They had quite a lot. That said, I miss Ireland. Well, yeah. I mean, okay, particular countries you might yes. miss out on. But I mean, total, and Australia. total volume of countries available. Yes. I just, if, if the Disney gods are listening, then I just want them to know that those are two of my favorite countries and you can bring them back anytime. True. Anytime. But we did have great tastes at the Epcot food and wine festival we did and but that's not all that is not all we actually spent some time in animal kingdom which i mean come to think of it i think it's been a long time it's been a long (laughs) time and i think that we've talked about it on the show or we've talked about it in some of our social media that Animal Kingdom is the place where we first recorded some of the 
I call them proto episodes. Uh-huh. The the very first, almost like screen test type. I fully expect videos. you to be releasing those on Patreon at any moment. Those may those may surface at some point. Be like you know? you know, let me just hide my face, bury my head in the sand for a while. You know, if we could get Claude Call, our friend over at How Good, Good it, it Is, is. Podcast, yes. you know. To get us, well, he's got us one playlist. Yeah, he's working on it. But he it. said, he said yeah. that that's just like revision one. Yeah, he messaged me. He says he's working on it. As I am healing, he is working on it. Yeah, well, if I get him to get me the the, the music, I might make it almost like a behind the music sort oh of video Lord. sort oh of thing. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. Okay, well... And you Listen. Me- and you just you just teased it or mentioned it's your healing. Now I know that yes. we, we mentioned on last week's episode that while we were at Disney you had a mishap. I did. And rolled your ankle I, over at I seem to be Disney Springs. Just a super klutz. Well when it know. comes to Disney races or walking on Disney property. I just don't know what happened. I, I joked with Amy and I said, you're magnetically attracted to ruts in the ground at Disney. Because or uneven pavement of years, some sort. Years ago at one of the Disney races out in California. 2014. Tinkerbell. She rolled her ankle. Tinkerbell half. Running over the train tracks uh-huh. at Disneyland. Uh-huh. And I mean... That's like what? Absolutely textbook. Not even 5K into the race. Right. And I know you're thinking, well, Amy's told a story about rolling her ankle in Atlanta. Yes. I will try to be more careful, but I think I am the one, the runner with two left feet. (laughs) I I wasn't even running this time. No. But. I am I am the one with two left feet. I am the klutz. Well, this time it was it was we were navigating people. We were trying to figure yeah. out where we were going and then trying it was like to respect su- social distancing and all of that. And and then a sudden course change and next thing you know, you you went down and yeah. you know, it it you didn't go down too hard, thank goodness, but that ankle is oof. But yeah. how's it feeling? Well, I've been elevating, I've been icing. We put off the the long run. I, I this this is our foray into the running portion of our show. I assume we've just started to talk about my mishap, my klutziness. If that's a word, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yes, it was quite swollen. Oh yeah, and quite bruised, and You're still bruised, and still bruised. Yes. But I have elevated, I have iced, I have used compression. It's slowly and steadily becoming better. I skipped the long run, the 11 miler. At Jeff's direction. At Jeff's direction. And he said, just get out there. When when you feel like it would be okay this weekend, get out there and do as much as you feel you can. And I did a mile today. I laid off it even over the weekend. So I did a mile today. As we're recording. And it was okay. So I think that, you know, slowly and steadily I'm going to come back. All right. Well, you know, sprains are probably the worst injury for runners. And people say it's easier if you break it. Yeah, that's that's pretty... That sounds painful. Well, sure. It, it all sounds painful. But, I mean, that, that's pretty accepted... War. I don't know if I, I would say it's good medical advice, and we certainly aren't giving any of that here. Uh, but, no. But, you know, 
I have heard it from people that play football. Mm-hmm. I have heard it from from a number of people in different sports that are saying that you would be better off in terms of your your yeah. total recovery time mm-hmm. breaking it than spraining. So well, I'm working to overcome, and so I'm getting out there and I'm doing the walking until until the point of irritation, like you said, and then calling it quits. And today was and today was a mile. Very nice. Today was a mile. And we're recording today. A this is slow mile. This is Monday. So we are recording <clears throat> the day before the episode drops. So yeah. Amy got a mile in today, which hey, yeah. uh, given given that every day you're having to do compression, ice and elevation, mm-hmm. that's not bad. Yep. I'm coming back and I'm just I'm in the mindset that it's going to be okay. And I'm going to get there and it's going to be what it's going to be. And I'm going to do everything I can to get back and and make the most of the training time when I'm back. Nothing wrong with that at all. You, my friend, though. Hello. (laughs) The entire weekend. I am so proud of this man because the entire weekend he has 12 hour shifts, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. And each day he got out there with a fellow co-worker in the heat and humidity of the Florida summer, which is usually the worst in August, and did a 5K a day in addition to working a full shift. So Yes, uh, we're fortunate uh, you know, at work. We're allowed to basically replace our lunch hour with a workout. So that's what we do. And um, Awesome. He, he wanted to get out and get some walking in. And I said, well, okay, you know, I... I will be your accountability buddy. I've talked about this on the show before. Sure. Uh, every now and then I throw in some of the interval work with him. And Do you really? You didn't tell me that. I, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Um, nothing Nothing this week, but we did a total. I worked all weekend, so Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I also worked Monday and Tuesday. So this when I, I say that I work a long week, that my long week is five days out of seven. Of 12 of hours 12 hour shifts. each. Yes. So we did the workouts each day. So I actually ran or speed walked five five 5Ks. See, you're incredible. You're incredible. I'm jealous. Well, I mean, it wasn't. It, it wasn't super fast, but I was actually using those as opportunities to speed up my walking interval. Mm hmm. And train on that. So my my goal was specifically this time around, keep my walk interval sub 17 minutes. Oh, yeah. And keep my stride length short. Because we've talked about that on previous episodes. Prior to injury, yeah. To increase your speed, you're better off increasing your turnover rate as opposed to trying to reach out with your heel. Elongating the stride. Exactly. Yeah, it's not good. So I started working on that, and actually he was complaining. He's like, oh, my gosh, you picked it up. Um, But we were at, for most of of our walks, we were at 1630, 1635. Nice. And there were some splits in there where we were sub uh 16 Mm, very good yeah so it was still super hot we'd get up and you know get out there by about 7 30 in the morning we're done by 8 30 but insanely hot Mm -hmm. and 
knock that out and then finish out work. Yeah. And then today I was going to get a run in and well, I, uh, I, thought, I thought that I would, you know, wait until the afternoon thinking I would, cause I, I slept in today Yeah. and I thought, Oh, I'll get it in the afternoon. And it went straight from scorching hot to monsoon. And I mean, it was the mon- awful. The monsoons. We've had three days this yeah. in the last uh, three out of the last three days mm. where we have had unbelievably bad thunderstorms. It has been really awful. I, and, and we're saying that thunder as, and lightning as Floridians awful. who live here and are accustomed to it this has been exceptionally bad so a lot of lightning Mm -hmm. really gusty wind between 40 and 60 mile an hour gusts yeah trees damaged actually we had a tree damaged on our street one of the houses at the end of the block got a tree blown over Uh, and this is just our our afternoon storm yeah so it's been pretty bad very uncharacteristic um and certainly nothing I wanted to, to run in. So no, safety to, first. So today, my run was out the window. No run today. Oh, I think you're all right to take a day off, Mr. 5K, 5K, 5K for the last three days. Right, three in a row and then five total in the last seven. So Honestly. Yeah. So today's today for me yeah. is a rest day. Yeah. T- tomorrow, I'll try to get out there in the morning and knock one out since I'm off tomorrow as well. Yeah. So yeah. that is my running update. Well... We just oh, had my... Uh, let me give one more. I yeah. got a little bit more. So I've been playing a little bit more with the Garmin. Uh, my, oh. my little weekly mini update about, yes. about the Garmin. You give it. And what I've been playing with is the installation of apps on the Garmin and installation of watch faces this week. So one thing that I, I do like on a lot of fitness watches is the ability to customize what information they're displaying for you so you can get you know the real-time updates as you're going for your run. The Garmin is certainly no slouch when it comes to that. There are tons of options for you. The problem that I am finding is that it's hard to find one that doesn't pack the watch face with too much information. Mm. making it really, really difficult to read, or one that's easy to read but doesn't show the information that I necessarily want. Oh, it's a fine so line. I am in the midst of shopping through watch faces, and there's there's hundreds to choose from that are free. A lot of them are written as donationware software. So if you download the watch face, they give you an option to click a link and then donate to the developer. So for the ones that I've, I've kept, I've actually donated. And usually if you donate, they give you an unlock code to allow you to do more customization, which is pretty cool. I like that. Um, and then the other thing that I've been playing with is the installation of apps. Because like I said, this is not a a smartwatch per se. It is a running watch. Um, watches like you know Google Wear or Apple Watch or, or those tend to be more software focused and more app focused. But I did find out that I was able to install the Starbucks app on my Garmin, so I can now just hang my my wrist out the window when I go through the drive through and pay for my coffee. So I'm pretty happy about that. Well, you had quite the update, didn't you, sir? I did. So there we go. Yeah. Uh, for people who are interested in knowing, there's all kinds of customization and some apps are available. So I'm going to keep playing with it, letting people know. So as they s- start considering one of these 
watches for themselves. Things you think, to think you're going to do like an extended review on Patreon? I probably am. I'll, yeah. I'll do an extended review and maybe a bit of a side by side. Okay. And I'll probably run a distance and and show like show everybody here's the difference between the two, and give people just some ideas of you know which one it's would good. be the right right one for them. So it's going to be coming at some point in the not so distant future. Well, while you were having a fabulous training week over there and I was healing, Mm -hmm. we had some race updates as well. Oh. Yeah. And I, we, we we talked about this in our live video that we had over on Instagram and Facebook for uh, national IPA day. Yes. That the beat the blurch race, the half marathon that we wanted to, do out there in Carnation, Washington was canceled. Yes. yes. So yet another one on our race calendar has been taken off. Bit the dust. So yeah. now we had already made the decision that we were not going to be traveling up there. That was going to yeah. necessitate us flying into Seattle. Mm. And for reasons for public safety as well as public health. Well, safety know, first. We, we made the executive decision that we weren't going there anyway but once the race itself cancels that makes us feel a little bit better yeah about the decision that we made it does it makes you feel better it does okay well you know what made me feel better what's that registering us for the walt disney world star wars rival run weekend yeah I didn't think, I'm going to be honest, I didn't think you were going to get in. Yeah, man. Listen, I had multiple devices. I was logged in. I was ready to go. The people who register for Run Disney Races, you know the stress. You know. You have multiple browsers on the same device, or you have browsers open on multiple devices, or both. And you're there. And which strategy did you employ? 10 minutes beforehand. Actually, it works out better for me if I have multiple devices and I have a single browser on each device. Because I saw that you had your phone, your iPad, and you were in front of the computer. Oh, yeah. I had it all going. Uh, But I I don't do multiple browsers like the whole here's Safari and Chrome or Safari and Firefox or whatever. I, on the single device, I just have one browser going on each device, three devices. And I'm there 15 minutes ahead of time. Refresh, 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 refresh. And the minute that the buttons light up, I click them and then I wait. And then I wait. And I know that all my run Disney peeps out there will relate to this. I mean, you wait, there's this little circle and it just, you know, and then there's a flash, a brief flash but you're not in yet. And then there's the circle, the circle, the circle, a flash. You're not in yet. And then finally you get in. And I swear, I was like, well, we want to do the challenge. So let's go after that first. So I did the, the Kessel run challenge that includes the virtual you do that takes the place of the California races. We normally would have traveled out to California to run right at Disneyland. And then During the April race weekend proper, we have the 10K 
and the half marathon as part of the rival run challenge. And then it gets you the Kessel run for doing the virtual as well. So you have a lot of maximum bling. I was in it for maximum bling. Right. And then I thought, oh, okay, as a bonus, usually when you go back and you try to get into the 5K, it's sold out. Because that is a really popular short distance for lots of families to do, lots of first-time runners. And that's a good tip for people who are thinking about a Star Wars run. The 5K sells out very quickly. Yeah, so if that's what you want, make sure you're in there. Multiple browsers, multiple devices, 15 minutes ahead of time. Refresh, refresh, refresh. Hope for the best. But I went back and I was like, well, you know, if we get into the 5K, it'll be like icing on the cake. Right. And I, and I looked and I thought, oh, hey, it's open. And so I just went for it. So, yes, our lack of Disney this entire year of 2020. We're going to make up for it We're going to make weekend. up for it in, in two weekends if we get the marathon weekend. Right, yeah. right. Assuming but, that it happens. But, yeah. But if, we do, but if it doesn't, because you're doubtful. I have my doubts. You have your doubts. So if it doesn't happen, then we just have maximum run Disney raceage in April of 2021. Raceage. It's not really a word, I know. You heard it here first. Yeah. It's a word now. Maximum. Maximum raceage. Not, 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 and, and that's running races. Okay? Yes. Well, I'm I'm all for it. I was not convinced you were going to get in. Got it. When I saw you sit down to do that, I'm like, good luck with that. Don't threaten me with a good time. And I went. Come on. I I went in the other room. I'm like, I I can't be around her. Challenge accepted. Very very intense. I'm in for the next few. Yes. Because I was so ticked off not to get into wine and dine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. When it was a when it was going to be held at Disney, and. I know it's gone virtual and there may be spaces open. Yeah. For November. However, no, no. I thought best to put the money on the race that may actually happen at Walt Disney World. Plus, they're not pricing that race like a virtual. It's kind of pricey. I'm not going to lie. It's, yeah, it's a pretty expensive virtual race. So mm. I. I yeah. For those that are sticking with it, bless you for doing so. Oh, yeah. I, I understand the desire to get that bling. I just... The villain's mm, bling is pretty sweet. That one is... It's just tough for me to say, yeah, yeah. I'm going to pay real race prices for a virtual. Well, I'm sure there are some people in the audience who are like, yeah, I'm going to pay, and then I'm going to do my run at Disney. And I was like, well, we can do that at, at this point in time and not... Not really, like because we still have to get the the virtual summer series medals. Yeah, we still haven't taken delivery of those yet, so yeah. we're keeping an eye at the post office box, hoping that those arrive. And you know, we may end up showing them off the next time we go to Disney, and that'll be okay too. Yeah, I'm so, fine with that. At any rate, that was. The running portion of our show. And I know you're like, let's get to it because we had one of the most amazing food meal experiences at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, and I like talking about spots like this because this is a kind of an insider tip 
or a, a spot that a lot of people wouldn't think they're going to get an amazing meal at. They're just going to get a quick meal at. The people who are the foodies, the Disney foodies, mm-hmm. who are like in the chats of the Be Our Guest podcast, I'm telling you, they love this place. Well, and I could see why. Because we went to Animal Kingdom and we took advantage of the fact that crowds are very light right now with the very limited access to the parks Mm -hmm. and only letting a a few thousand people into each park each day. True. And we went over and did Flight of Passage. So great. Which is the Avatar ride, which is kind of like Soarin', but you're... You're on the back of one of those dragons and you're flying all around, you know, the the, the blue cat people's planet. And it's the the seat is actually inflating and deflating between your thighs to make it feel like the dragon is like is moving between your legs and, yeah, and the animal you're on. We we to be got, honest, it's been years since we saw that movie. Oh so. yeah, and I wasn't a huge fan. Yeah, so the verbiage were not really. I, they're they're called banshees. Okay. Yeah, the 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 blue cat people are called the navi. I know okay. it all. I just don't. I'm. I don't. I don't remember that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I, I'm selective about what I'm nerdy about. Okay. But Star Wars. The yes. Star and, Trek. Yes. But the. <laughs> The uh, technology, the ride is amazing. I mean, you have to wear 3D goggles, yeah. which some people will not like. Uh, but so it's it, kind of like Star Tours in that way. In that way, but it incorporates uh, the movement and the smells during the ride. You Just, got smells. You got smells too. I gotta go back and do it again then. Yeah. Okay. So because I missed that part. Yeah, and you, know, you get wind blowing in your face. That to, part I got to replicate. It's just phenomenal. So much fun. But it's normally a three to six hour wait. Oh, my God. Like we've you say seen, three to six hours? We've seen. I've the, seen three hours. I have not seen six. Oh, we've seen six. Have because we? we ran past the line that was all the way out the front of the park. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. All right. You were a little focused on the race day. Uh, the oh, race this that was day. during a race? This was during a race. Like a wine and dine or Star Wars? One of those. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And the line was all the way out the front of the park. It's true. When when we're in a race, I'm usually focused on counting my turnover, my so steps. I so and I won't wait more than an hour for anything at a at a theme park. As it's much actually as I less it. people. It's less. I waited an hour for the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which when it first opened. Okay, which good, yay, we did it. Yep. Box checked. Yeah, box checked, but it's not my favorite. Well, no. In the Magic Kingdom. But the point is. The point is, this was an amazing opportunity to get onto a fantastic ride with lots of technology. And we walked right on. Yeah. I mean, the, the time we waited was the time we walked a queue. Yeah, and they, and I, they do a great job of concealing the fact that you're walking this very twisty labyrinth of line but they've got all this cool stuff to look at the whole time as you're heading into it's beautiful. the ride. So yeah, the queue is very beautiful. The fit and finish of the ride, the imagineering that they did, mm-hmm. fantastic. So we go, we do the ride, and I, and I know that the segment's not about the ride; it's about the food. But right across the walkway, when you come out of the ride, is this place called the Satuli Canteen. Yes, and I'm going to tell you. Bypass the beer stand that's right there, whatever that's called. 
and go straight for Satuli Canteen. They have beer and they have cocktails at Satuli Canteen to go it's along with yum. amazing, yum. amazing food. Oh my gosh. Which we were not expecting. Satuli Canteen is referred to as a quick service. Yes. And restaurant. I think that what has come out of this whole period of time that will be, I guess, the sleeper hit or the secret that everybody will now know about would be mobile ordering. Yes. I didn't know that this was a thing. Oh, and and hardly anybody did. And you were like, oh, yeah, they've had this. And I'm like, yeah. what? Yeah. Why haven't we done this before? Because normally we'll do like reservations at a sit down or something like that. But and, and quick service is Disney speak for fast food mm-hmm. or at least a fast food environment. It's kind yeah. of like you walk up, you order from the menu up on the wall and it's counter service. They give you your food in a tray and then you go sit down. Yeah. In you, a big open area. In a big open area. Yeah. But this app thing you could order right inside from the my disney experience app my disney experience app Mm -hmm. pick your your food customize your plate if it has options Mm -hmm. do everything just like you would if you're standing there yeah and then it tells you okay go there and like the only thing we could have done better is to put in the order before we went on flight of passage so that it would have been ready even sooner when we came off the ride if we had known that that we were so close to Satula Canteen. True. Yeah, but we're living and learning, and it's been a while since we've been in Animal Kingdom. So it it's great because once once you say I'm here, and the whole screen turns purple when the order is ready, and then you you get the order at the counter, and these people at Disney, these employees, are so happy to have you. And they are following all the social distancing guidelines and they are guiding you to the next available table that's been cleaned. And that and is socially from distanced. other people. Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're only allowing you in when your app turns purple. Mm-hmm. So you can't. Which means your order's ready. Yeah. yeah. So you can't queue up and have a big line there. Right. And the, they manage it so well. It was perfect. I mean, they, so well. they were so good and so nice about it. Mm-hmm. And then they were also. Pouring glasses of water and giving glasses of water to people. So if you ordered other beverages, but you also wanted some water, they would have that. And and I know that sounds, that's an odd thing to point out, but this is normally the fast food place that Mm -hmm. has the drink machine you go up and fill. That everybody goes up to and takes their turn, but they were having one employee manage that. Right. And it was just great. So they did a great job. Mm-hmm. We mobile ordered. We go in. We got our stuff. We got our seat. Oh. Would you like me to start? Yes. So I do. I went for because I, I love your dish. I think it's one of the strangest dishes that I've ever had. That is a mashup of cultures, and I enjoyed the heck out of this one. Just because, well, number one, I love cheeseburgers. Oh, yeah. And number two, I love bao buns. And Two great tastes. Two great tastes that apparently do, in fact, taste great together. <laughs> I had the cheeseburger steamed pots. And these are 
basically, if you've if you've ever ordered a bao bun, it's it's basically a a steamed bun that's stuffed with something, and this is a very popular dish at Chinese restaurants. It looks so pretty. And the presentation was gorgeous. It had you know two of these these buns that are about the size of a tennis ball, maybe maybe between a tennis ball and a baseball. You could hold it in your hand. Yeah, in one hand. And it had a nice slaw on the side, um, like carrot slaw. It was served with, I would just go ahead and call them the equivalent of terra chips. I mean, yeah. you had kind of a mixture like of a tortilla. blue corn tortilla and root vegetable chips as well. And when you broke these things open, you know, the, the bun itself is nice and pillowy. Inside, you had this mixture of ground beef, onion, pickle, mm. mustard. It it was so good. It was the look of a Chinese bao bun and the taste of a White Castle slider or a crystal so, slider. So good. It was amazing. I mean, fantastic. Yeah. Just, it literally, if I closed my eyes, if I couldn't see it and you just gave me a bite of it, I would be hard-pressed to say this wasn't one of those restaurants' famous sliders. Oh, and, they were so good. You know, the the chips were a nice accompaniment. The slaw was really interesting. The slaw had these, um, it was topped or boba. garnished with boba tea um, bubbles. Yeah. Uh, very pretty. I mean, the, they really kind of went the extra mile in the presentation on this, and I was shocked at how much food I got. I yeah, mean, that was those were pretty sizable and filling. Yeah, bow buns. That was a perfect lunch. Yeah, and then yours was Ugh. equally impressive, if not more so. It could have been a dish for dinner. Yes, mine absolutely for a nice dinner. So and tell us. It was slow roasted sliced grilled beef bowl. And I got it with a noodle base and a charred green onion vinaigrette. But the base options, you could do it with rice and black beans or a red and sweet potato hash, which one of the employees says is dynamite. And I saw a photo of it and it looks incredible too. Yeah. Or uh, like a hearty salad type. And and you can pick from shrimp, beef, chicken, or you could even get a chili crispy fried tofu as your protein. And the sauces, black bean vinaigrette, creamy herb dressing, or a charred onion vinaigrette. And the charred onion vinaigrette, I can tell you, looks like a chimichurri and tastes like a chimichurri. And it was fantastic. Yeah, and those noodles were cooked perfectly, and the beef was just the right amount of pink, like a medium rare to rare. Yeah, I actually was shocked that you got beef that was at that cook temperature. It was incredible. At a quick service place. And every bite, you know, I mean, you you have crispy vegetables too, and those little boba kind of balls on the top. And some crispy slaw. So you got some of the charred onion vinaigrette. And you got some of the, the noodles. And some of the beef and some of the slaw. And it just created the perfect bite. The perfect texture. And the perfect tart 
flavor, but beefy goodness. Mm-hmm. So good. And you got a good portion it was huge. of beef. Like, I mean, it's like it, well, a dinner portion. Yeah, the whole thing was a dinner portion, yeah. but I was shocked that you got as much beef as you did. They probably gave you six, six to eight ounces of beef. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think you're paying a little bit more than, say, lunch prices. Yeah. Especially if you get alcoholic beverages. Well, that's a which we'll get to. different animal. Yeah. When you go to, especially when you go to Disney. Yeah. Yeah. So you're paying, like, Disney prices, but I think this is a, I think you get a hearty and filling and satisfying meal. Without a doubt. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. But. There's more. Yeah. One of the employees whose name is Tiger. Tiger. Yes. Now that's not a nickname. That's his actual that's, name. It was on his name tag. He happened to notice that we had our buttons on stating that we were celebrating 22 years. Yeah. Our anniversary because we would have been there on July 11th. If the park had been, the park had just reopened and we couldn't get there because you were working, I think. Yes. And because I, I think it was Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom that opened first, but we weren't fully sure. We kind of wanted to wait until all the parks were open Mm -hmm. and you were off to come celebrate. So here we were. And when they completed it, they said 22 ears as a play on Mickey's ears. It was so cute. Very cute. But so he cute. noticed that. Yes. So while we were sitting there, he walks over and says, you know, happy anniversary and gives us this dessert. Yeah. And it's this chocolate dome. Cake. It looks like a, it looks like, you know, it's got, um, powdered cocoa on the exterior mm-hmm, like a hard exterior it has like a little uh scoop of chocolate like hard shell chocolate sticking out of it a dollop of whipped cream uh-huh. and on top of the whipped cream is of all things uh a goji berry nice yes different and then you know a, some diced pineapple on the plate it was a, a moist cake Chocolatey. It was a mousse. But it had cake on Uh, inside. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I just think it was chocolatey through and through. And just delightful. And what a surprise. Yeah. The the um presentation is fantastic. Mm. The fact that the employee noticed that and then decided to do something to make us feel extra special was just noticed it. Through our ponchos yes. because it was raining. That's true. Want to tell you. And we, we didn't take our ponchos off when we were sitting down for lunch. And he, he it was just so great. So we called him over and we took pictures when we were all masked up and ready to uh, leave. Had a socially distanced selfie. And we, what did, we tweeted that out to... A cast compliment. As a cast compliment because... It was just so nice and just a little, just a nice, bright, little unexpected surprise. A little bit of pixie dust. Pixie dust and and magic, magic, yes. To make the day that much better. And the food was amazing. I mean, the the dessert was beautiful. That, That dessert easily at a restaurant out in the real world, you're looking at probably... Nine to ten bucks. Probably. Just for that. Yeah. And it was 
gorgeous, well presented. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't, yeah. couldn't complain at all. So Tyra, thank you so much. And if you're heading to Disney and somebody there makes your day. Oh yeah. Make sure you tweet. If you got Twitter, make sure you send a tweet out. Call out the the cast member who yeah. made your day and make sure you tag Disney. I think at Disney Parks. And you can do the hashtag cast compliments and yeah. it's WDW Today is their account. And they monitor that. And you could do it on Instagram too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've done it on Instagram too, but do it everywhere because these people are so happy to be back in the parks doing what they love and just creating magic for everybody. They deserve a shout out and for all their hard work and what they're trying to do for us. But before we go on, you know, there are so many ways that you guys have been supporting the show. Some people have decided mm. to buy apparel from the Run Eat Drink podcast store and pick up one of the awesome t-shirts or shorts or bar keys or keychains that our friends at Pure Creative Apparel made for us. Or people have been so kind to leave reviews. It's something free that people have been able to do. Our show is always free, but giving us a review over on Apple Podcasts, writing writing a review and leaving a rating, that helps us build and grow our Runcation Nation, and we've gotten some really sweet and nice reviews lately, and we really appreciate that. And then some of you who've seen us at races, you know, back when we used to go to those things called <laughs> races, yeah. have seen us and said that you'd like a way to support us long term. So yeah. we introduced Patreon. And at patreon.com slash Podcast, we've introduced three levels of monthly support, $2, $5, and $10 levels, each with their own special perks. And speaking of those special perks, I will tell you, we have just published for our insiders at the $10 level videos of some of the food and beverage that we have had at Disney. I was getting hungry watching you edit those videos together. For the from the Taste of Epcot Food and Wine Festival 2020. So that if you want to see those at the $10 level, you become an insider and you get an inside look at some of the food and beverage. You get interviews from some people who are attached to races and charities that that we're running for. And you get all the other perks that the $5 level and the $2 level get as well. Yes. And, you know, our show, it'll always be free. But if you're looking for a way to support the show because you want to see more, Go to patreon.com slash Podcast, and we can't thank everyone enough for supporting our show. Well, all this talk of food has made me thirsty. Oh, I mean, and come on. we were in the right place because little did I know, Satuli Canteen has some pretty killer beer and cocktail offerings. Fantastic adult beverages, if you will, and themed because we were right at, we were in Pandora, mm-hmm. and we were right at Flight of Passage. I happened to have the Dreamwalker Sangria. And it was a $10 offering, and it, it was a white sangria, and it had just a little bit of blue curacao. Blue curacao, it's, um, you know, you'll see it with maybe triple sec 
It'll yes. be hanging around with maybe a Grand Marnier on the upper scale, but it's like orange-flavored liqueur. Orange-flavored liqueur, colored blue mm-hmm. to give your, your cocktails a blue color. Yes. And it was not heavy-handedly used in this sangria. It was just a touch, just enough to give it almost that electric blue color, but not make it overly sweet. You still got the flavors of sangria, you know, that kind of white wine and fruit flavor, and it was garnished with uh, grapes on top. It was just, it was a beautiful light blue color. Yeah, I thought they did a nice job with the presentation of this. I mean, all the drinks are, of course, served in plastic containers. Mm -hmm. But the color on this goes from a a darker turquoise at the bottom Mm -hmm. up to a lighter turquoise at the top. And then they put those red grapes on top. Yeah, for a pop of color. As the garnish for that pop of color. It was perfect. It was very refreshing. It was not overly sweet. It was not syrupy. And I just think because we had just escaped the the rain and we were in the ponchos and inside when, you know, the ponchos, they keep you dry outside for the most part. And then when you come in, they tend to make you a little bit warm Yeah. inside if you keep them on. And this was just really refreshing and light. Well, uh, you know, a good sangria on a summer day mm-hmm. is a is an excellent choice. Yeah. It really is. And you let me have a sip of that. I thought mm-hmm. it was very good. It's ex- exactly like you said. It yeah. wasn't too sweet. I, if they had no. gone too heavy with the blue curacao. It that could have been just too sweet to drink. Could Absolutely. That would have been an easy mistake to make. And I think it was a nice compliment to the dishes. Yes. Yeah. Because it wasn't. It wasn't too heavy or too syrupy or too much of a dessert-type beverage to to weigh you down so you couldn't enjoy the meal. And I think that your beverage complemented your plate very well. Yes. And my beverage complemented my plate very well because mine had that hamburger, cheeseburger kind of flavor. And what have we said in the past to have with a cheeseburger? A good beer. A good beer. And I found a good beer. Yeah. I went over and got from their, from the main um, counter, the Orlando Brewing Organic Blonde Ale. I want to go to Orlando Brewing. Yeah, we haven't been there yet. Yeah. Looking forward to trying them out. Yeah. And from Orlando Brewing's own description of this, this is... Described as a flavorful, light-bodied beer that's crisp and refreshing. Our blonde ale is light straw in color and has a 4.7% ABV, making it our version of a light beer. We use the perfect touch of organic Liberty hops to create a blonde ale, low hop bitterness, and crisp. I'm sorry. Dry finish. Crisp, dry finish. Yeah. Yeah, so... But what I love about this is that the IBU, or the the International Bitterness Unit, is six. Yeah. Which is a far cry from the clever girl we had in the live Instagram and Facebook that celebrated National IPA Day. That is very true. Um, which was 99. Yeah, 
we we that one had a 99 IBU rating. This has a six, so basically, it's a rounding error. Uh, six yeah. IBU is really not very bitter. It's not bitter at all. It's it is really celebrating the the other grains that are used in the making of this beer, and yeah. there might be just a little bit of hop to balance it out, but you're not getting any bitterness on the finish. You're not getting any um, piney notes. You're not really getting any citrusy notes mm. with this. So this is much more um, akin to, I would say, akin to a wheat ale. Yeah. And it is just very crisp, very clean, yeah. moderate carbonation. I thought that it was just super pleasant, very yeah. easy to drink at 4.7%. It wasn't going to, you know, knock you on your rear end, especially if you have a whole day of, of park, you know, exploring to do ahead of you. Right. If you have just made a beeline for Flight of Passage, then had this and still had, say, Expedition Everest or Navi River Journey or uh, any of the park exploring around the Tree of Life yet to go. Right. Or if you just wanted to go meandering around and look at the animal displays. Oh, yeah. Like so, go on the Kilimanjaro Safari. Yeah. Totally. So this beer is perfect for hot weather. A great accompaniment to my my dish, which was those those. Cheeseburger bowl, cheeseburger bowl pod pods things. Yeah. Yes, the uh, delicious. The official name being the uh, cheeseburger steamed pods. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, but sorry. they're they're bow buns. Yeah, but no, this beer was perfect with that, and I it, think it would have been great with the noodle dish too. Yeah, I mean right. this this beer is so light and so easy drinking. It would be fine for basically anything that they serve but i think that when you're looking at my beer versus your drink yeah i mean at, with your dish i mean that's a cheeseburger and we i mean a great cheeseburger type dish just cries out for a light beer it does that's my opinion and your fancy noodles cried out for <laughs> a fancy beverage fancy 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 and it was fancy yeah. i mean at least fancy looking so well, it was delicious. Let me tell you, I ate every bit, and it kept me going throughout the rest of the day at the park. Yeah, and we we did a complete lap around that park. Yeah, and it didn't it didn't really weigh us down, the beer or the sangria. No, no, so. those I think those were good choices. If you are going to be heading to the um, Disney Animal Kingdom and you're heading into Pandora. Mm. And you're thinking about places for lunch. Yeah. Give the Satuli Canteen That's some right. consideration. Especially. Is, yes. Yeah. This is a, a spot that I think is is doing, they're doing some things differently and they're doing them right. Yeah. And I think the mobile ordering here is just a gem. Oh, yeah. To take advantage of. That was, again, I, the food I'm beverage, blown away that they've yeah. been doing it for a while. So Ready to go. I have no idea. <laughs> So good. See, I even learned something by listening to this yeah. show. Yeah, There you go. We never stop teaching and learning and having fun together. See? So. Or or accomplishing, exploring, and indulging together. Exactly. Right? So, next week. Yes. 
you are going to try to ease back into training ankle permitting. I'm going to see how much I can do. And really, as Jeff says, I Jeff Galloway, you know, America's coach. Our coach. The Olympian, founder of the Run, Walk, Run method that we hold so dear. I'm going to let my body be the master and commander and my guide, so to speak. It's very smart. My ankle. Yeah. More specifically. My ankle's driving the ship. Yep. We're so going to see what happens. You're going to see what happens. You're going to get an updated training schedule from him. I'm quite sure. I'm sure. We'll get, <laughs> we'll get that email yeah. sometime middle of the week. I'm sure. And then I'll see what the long run's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um I think I will probably, well, aside from I'll be doing a run tomorrow when this episode drops, um, I think that I'll probably try to get in at least a 10K next weekend Mm. just for distance. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we'll see. Unless Jeff has me doing, you know, 15 or 20K, you know. I don't know. Stand by. Stay tuned. We'll get a report. We'll get instructions. And then we have some home cooking to talk about next week. We do. A a recipe that we're going to share with everybody. Yeah. And we have a special guest. Yes. If we play our cards right and everything works out, we will have a very special guest. So we're not going to say who, but... To chat with us about our home cooking. We're very excited about this. So stay tuned for that. We are incredibly excited if we can get this person on. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. But for the time being, if you love what you hear and you want to help us keep the lights on, you can become a patron and support the show. We have multiple patronage levels from $2 to $10, each with their own special perks. Find out more and support the show at patreon.com slash Podcast, Or if you're a Podbean user, go to patron.podbean.com slash run eat drink podcast or click on the button at the top of our podcast page that says become a patron we are so glad that you joined us for this episode whether it's your long run or just around the house wherever you are we are so thankful for you tuning in but for now i'm your host amy and i'm your co-host dana stay safe stay well and we will talk to you really soon Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Run, Eat, Drink podcast. We're having another great year thanks to your support. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're at Run, Eat, Drink podcast. And on Twitter, we're Run, Eat, Drink pod. You can also give us a call at 941-677-2733 or send us an email at info at runeatdrink.net. Visit our website at runeatdrink.net and click on the subscribe link so you don't miss a minute. Find out how you can support the show at patreon.com slash runeatdrinkpodcast. Accomplish, explore, and indulge right along with us. We'll talk to you next time.